to the Management Insights Podcast with your hosts, Phil Meidlack and Brad Hansen. You're about to hear from two proven leaders with over 50 years of combined experience with the goal of helping leaders and teams break through to the next level. Phil and Brad take a practical, easy to understand and fun approach to tackling everyday challenges. Here's Phil and Brad. Hi, everybody. Phil Meidlack here and Brad Hansen and uh, with another uh, Management Insight. Brad, uh, a member of your team had been listening to our Management Insights and uh, it was great. They, they contributed an idea, which is exactly what we want uh, the listeners to do. When they have an idea and they, they would like us to respond to one of their questions, just email Brad or myself and we'd be happy to respond. Uh, Brad, why don't, um, why don't you tee this one up? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, like you mentioned, Phil. It was it was pretty exciting uh, that we both received an email recommendation on a topic, and uh, we'd love to see more of those. But it was a uh, it was a really good one because it's it's something that actually we have talked about uh, probably four or five different times over the many years that we've worked together. And th- this uh, this employee Zach kicked out a, a whopper of a conundrum for us to talk about, and that is how do you enable within a team atmosphere, if you're a manager or you're a leader and you're soliciting feedback and ideas, and, and again, that's something that we we believe in at our core here at GoEngineer, and I know, Phil, you do as well. It's, it's I think, one of the reasons that, that we started working uh, together is we, we believe that, uh, that the folks around you very often have the best ideas and the best plans. The, the ones that are closest to the problems almost always have the best solutions. Absolutely. Uh, that, that being said, when you're soliciting that feedback, it, it is almost impossible to always implement everybody's idea in the manner and in the time frame that they might like it to be implemented. And I thought that uh, Zach did a fantastic job in labeling uh, what I would call the, the title of this uh, podcast would be the unintentional ego. H- how do you watch that um, on both sides of the equation? So if you're if you're a manager and you're soliciting input and ideas for processes and 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 uh, new ways of doing things within your company, and somebody brings you an idea, and it's it maybe hits you a little bit uh, odd, or it's not something that you completely see the vision of or buy into immediately. That's okay. That's a, in fact. That's better than okay. That's that's perfectly natural. But h- how do you make sure that it's uh, that maybe it's not just your ego getting in the way of not wanting to try something maybe outside of the box or something you hadn't thought of? And on the reverse, if you're the person bringing the idea, how do you also make sure that if you get a little bit of a, a pushback or if you get if you feel like that idea wasn't uh, taken in the spirit you were hoping, how, how do you make sure you don't also let that unintentional ego uh, keep you from continuing to contribute and and so that's kind of the, the the framework of what we want to be talking about and uh phil i know that uh, a few times we have brought this topic up in our operational planning meetings that we have uh, within the company and uh thought you might be able to give a little bit of insight as some of the way that you frame that as you as you talk with uh with the the management team and the employees that go engineer yeah yeah no that's a great question and and you know, today's currency is really, it's ideas, <laughs> it's insight, right? It's So it's experience, it's wisdom, and the currency is the ideas that's generated from that. Uh, currency today is also the speed with which we identify and implement the right idea. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The ego thing, and, and, and maybe it isn't even ego as much it is, as it is pride, right? If I'm contributing an idea, 
it feels good when the team selects my idea, yeah. right? And one one of the the uh, the things that I was always very intentional of uh, doing is just letting people know. I mean, I would stand up in front of our entire employee team and say, "Hey, listen." I've got an idea I'd like to share with you. And if it's a, a bad idea, but it serves as a catalyst for a better idea, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as team members, as leaders, if we're if we're okay with that, generating an idea and allowing that to be the catalyst for a, an idea that's uh, uh, maybe an evolved version of the idea that was suggested or just a whole new idea, I think we have to make sure that we say those words so that people know we're okay you know, with our idea being pushed back and, and we're trying to contribute. Another thing that I try to help teams understand is that everybody's input is valued, but that doesn't mean that every idea is necessarily valued, right? Everybody's intellect, everybody's contribution is, is highly valued, but you can't take if you have a, a 30 employee company or a 300 employee company or a 3000 employee company, you can't implement everybody's ideas because first of all, you wouldn't grow. <laughs> it would be chaos. And, and the ultimate goal here, I think, when giving and receiving ideas is to gain consensus and alignment. In the work that I do, a lot of times when we kick out ideas, we'll ask people to weigh in on it. Do we like this idea? You know, we might even vote on it. We used to do that years ago. So people would visually see with dots, if you remember those old sticky dots, when we'd come to the top priorities, the whole purpose of the sticky dots, you know, if everybody had five votes and maybe we had 15 suggestions, uh, um, you would visually see how everybody voted and it would take a big ego in the wrong way to push against that. You know, if the team, if the consensus was, hey, these are the top five priorities, all right, let's talk about them. You know, these top five priorities, are, the, are we sure they're the right ones? And then what happens through that process is you're gaining consensus and even people that thought a different priority should have been the one that was selected, they have an opportunity to um, see the logic behind the selection that has been made. And then it's easier for them to gain alignment. And so uh, it's really important if someone's idea is accepted to spend a little bit of time as the leader or the team member and say, you know what, I like this idea a lot. And here are the reasons why I like it. You know, talking about the idea and talking about the consequences or the results that that idea would produce. If the same is true, if it's an idea that someone produces and I don't like the idea or it isn't a fit, we have to slow down and be intentional communicators to help those individuals understand, um, uh, you know, the the unintended consequence, the negative consequence if we implement this particular idea. So I think um, uh, uh, from my perspective, and then I'll turn it over to you, Brad, but I think uh, from my perspective, um, you know, we don't want ego and pride to get in the way of blocking good ideas or, uh, you know, whether they're our own ideas or somebody else's. Uh, we have to give people permission to say, hey, listen, push back. You've heard me say that a thousand yeah, times, yeah. you know, over so many years. Hey, listen, I've got an idea. If you don't like it, push back. And so it's little things like that that I use intentionally to create safety, to let people know that it's okay to to poke back. Um, I don't think I have 100% all the, the best ideas, but I'm a pretty darn good thinker, and I can at least contribute some ideas that might stimulate even a better idea in your mind. But all right, Brad, so to model what I just said, Push back on that, or <laughs> or build upon that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're wrong, Phil. I don't I don't see it that way at all. No, just, one of the things that I love about doing this podcast with you, Phil, is that uh, you bring up things that that we've done in the past. It's like oh, I forgot we did that. But yeah, that that idea that um, what we would do is we would get in a room and we would really kind of force the issue. We we would we would almost create a, a situation where people were forced to give some input on ideas on how to improve the company. 
which was a great exercise because I know initially when we first did it, I, I think you remember this, Phil, part of the day was kind of trying to really help people feel comfortable that we were serious about wanting ideas. We, we wanted folks to, to kind of really dig deep and think about how we could be doing things better and differently and how we could solve problems. And, uh, and so it, it was one of the first exercises it was great. It was, we'd, we'd, we'd keep a list of those ideas. And then towards the end of the day, we would do our little sticker votes. And, and what I loved about that and thinking about that is you just talked about it. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was. Um, and it's interesting. We don't do it anymore, but we don't do it anymore. Not because it didn't work. We don't do it anymore because we got to a point where we could get the same results and we could skip that step because we what we what we did is we all together grew up learning that it was okay to share ideas and that it was that the ultimate goal was to hear other people's points of view and then if you get a room full of smart people uh, which go engineer is full of smart people uh, and you just do that exercise it, it will naturally take a course that takes you to some really really exciting stuff some you know some action items that are they can have a huge influence on the direction of the company. So uh, the thing that I liked is um, th that it occurs to me now, just as we're talking about this, one thing that you have to do, I think, in order to really kind of make this work is it can't be a thing that you just do, you know, once a year or once every two or three years or once every five years. In other words, if if, if everyone around you does not feel like kind of regular brainstorming sessions and, and, and being open to ideas isn't an always on switch within your company, then that's probably the first thing that you need to kind of, you know, change it because, because otherwise, if you think about it and it's like, Hey, you know, people only feel like there's a window once a year or once every few years to, to give an idea. If, if by chance that that idea doesn't gain the consensus of, of whoever, well then what's the likelihood they're ever going to give another idea, right? They're just going to feel like, Oh man, I took all the courage I had and I waited for two years to get my good idea. But what we're what we tried to do early on with with the guidance from Phil was just hey repeatable let's let's give good ideas a lot let's do it in fact I remember one of the early things that Phil would encourage us we'd get together quarterly then he would push the team guys you should be doing something like this on a kind of weekly basis monthly at the latest or the longest right yeah yeah, yeah exactly but but one of the reasons that you want to kind of increase the frequency is because then it allows for so many more options of of folks to feel like their ideas are gaining the light of day and they're they're and, and if you think about going back to the, those old sticker days the beauty was it wasn't like this the the top vote getters were ever coming from like just one or two people there was always this really cool thing that would happen that by the end of the day you know month after month after month after doing these quarter after quarter after quarter everybody ended up getting some of their ideas implemented Everybody had a voice within within the company, and so it really, I think, took down that uh, kind of tore down the walls of feeling like, oh well, gee, it's you know, so and so is the you know the big personality here. They always get their their stuff uh, talked about. They always get their stuff kind of supported. It wasn't that at all. And the other really fun thing that that I remembered as you were going through the old sticker days, there was also this real power in that because almost every company, I believe every organization, has the big personality, has the super vocal you know, one or two or three people that aren't afraid at all about anything getting shot down. They're, sure. <laughs> they're, they're ready to roll with every one of their ideas. <laughs> and it helped that occasionally their idea would be, a, would not get many sticker votes because it helped them see that, yeah, you know what? Occasionally I don't have the, the best idea and it's okay 
that that's not the case. Well, demonstrated intellectual parity, didn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I like about what you said is there's there's a graphic that I use sometimes when I'm presenting, uh, and I call it, you know, basically it's a DNA strand, and to bake what you just talked about into an organization's DNA. And so uh, just to say it another way, you know, when you create a, a, a culture of high performance or a high performing team or department or geography, whatever it might happen to be, there are some elements in that DNA, in that DNA strand that uh, have been uh, baked in and they're repeatable. And that is basically you build a culture where you evaluate all the right things at all the right intervals. And when a smart team evaluates all the right things at the right intervals, then the, a smart team will learn. So the first bubble uh, in the DNA strand is ev evaluate or continuous evaluation. The second one is continuous learning. The third one is continuous improvement, which is what creates growth, scale, and momentum. And so evaluate, learn, improve, and grow. And then, you know, of course, again, when you grow and you reapply that over and over and over, you know, you're getting, you're getting parity in terms of everybody's ideas. My idea isn't always going to be accepted. Your idea isn't always going to be accepted. And quite candidly, we don't want it to because, right. you know, as you started yeah. out the conversation, sometimes our idea isn't the best idea. It's some, some other member of the team. So the, the other thing that's really important is to be an intentional communicator because sometimes we feel bad or it's difficult to say, you know what? I, I don't like that idea. Actually, I think it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yep. And we had that very conversation in many of our, of our QOPs, <laughs> right. but it's done respectfully yeah, it, and it's, it's almost done exactly like with some chuckles and laughter and people know. Oh, okay. Then let's let's uh, let's dig deeper and see why. And and uh, you know, it's it's fantastic. Right. And it's not like you're ripping on somebody, but yeah, that oh boy, I did, did you consider this? That idea is really. I don't think we should go in that path. And when you have deep relationships, you can say stuff like we just said, right? And which yeah. you have on your team. But um, when you're when you're asking for your team's input, you're sending uh, whether you're a peer or a leader, you're sending what I refer to as the value message. I value your intellect, and a lot of times. You know, if I if I knew somebody um, had uh, great ideas, but they were quieter, they weren't that big personality, I might pull them in the office and say, you know what, I've got a I've got a problem or a challenge I need to think through, and I need a thinking partner. And all of a sudden, their eyes get as big as saucers. But I was sincere, and I said, I really value your intellect. I would I would be intentional about saying that, so they knew that they were really a highly valued member of the team. If I was trying to bring out bring them out of their shell. And, and, and let their genius shine inside this organization to their own individual benefit, but also to the benefit of all stakeholders and to the company. And um, But I would sometimes let people know that, but be, I do want to hear your thoughts. It doesn't mean I'm going to take all your ideas, just like I wouldn't expect you to take all of mine. So the things that you and I are talking about, um, one of the things that people can do is be intentional about making some of these statements. So people, you know, they understand that, oh yeah, up front, the upfront agreement is that, hey, I'm going to kick out about five ideas. I might not get any of them accepted, or there may be elements of each one of those ideas that get accepted, or maybe my idea is accepted. And in any situation, that's okay, because the same is true for everybody. And if everybody got their way, you'd have teeny little companies. <laughs> Nothing would yeah. grow. Yep. Yeah. So it's really important to send the value message, let people know that their, their intellect, their thinking capacity is really valued highly by you and by the team. And, and, um, um, to make it part of their the cultural DNA, when you evaluate all the right things at all the right intervals, and when you learn, learning means, hey, what about this? What about that? We did a good job here. Why did why did that occur? How do we perpetuate that? Or we didn't get a good result. Why was that? When you're evaluating and then 
learning, the learning is the dialogue. Well, the evaluation and the learning is the dialogue. So much good stuff is just going to come out all the time just by that process alone. And so you can't evaluate in isolation. Any final thoughts, Brad? Well, I'll just add this final thought. Again, I think the the thing that's most exciting about this topic to me is that we've we've lived this and started really – well, I I think even prior to 13 years ago when we first started engaging uh, with Phil – we, we were fortunate that we had uh, some just really, really sharp people, and we were we were really small when we started. So it, we relied heavily on on kind of groupthink and kicking around uh, ideas. However, we we did miss some of the the intentional dialogue that Phil brought to the to the table for us. It helped educate us that it is important to remember to take that that step initially to to really communicate you know clearly uh, what you're trying to do, what the expectations are. But when you do that, and then you and then you replicate it over and over again, and again, we were doing that mostly out of the gates in our quarterly uh, planning meetings that had representation from sales and technical and back office and you know everybody. What happened over the course of a couple of years is those individuals started taking that same thing back to their individual teams, and and to this day, I will have uh, folks within my organization hit me up with, oh, you know what, I got I pulled my team together quickly and we did a brainstorming session and. You know, this idea was thrown out there and we, you know, we, we kicked it around and, and this is what we've come up with. And when you think about, Phil, that that happens now within a 200-person organization like Go Engineer, and I don't have to be involved in it. And I and and it just, it goes back to the idea of how you can accelerate the growth of your company if you can just execute on this one topic. It's really, really an amazing feeling. So, Yep, absolutely. It reminds me, we'll close with this, uh, when... Uh, when Joe, my wife, and I got married many years ago in our early 20s, we were planning our wedding and, uh, you know, a family member would provide a suggestion. Hey, you know, I think you ought to do this. And Joe and I talked about it in advance and, and you know, let's anticipate that because that's happened with other, you know, other friends, which is great. And we came up with a little line that went something like this. Oh, thanks so much for that idea. We will take that under advisement. <laughs> we really appreciate your thinking and your ideas. And that way... We didn't want anybody to have the expectation that we're going to say a yes or a no right then and there. And uh, yeah. and that's really what we want to do with every idea. We want to consider every idea, evaluate them quickly, right? Because, you know, if, if one of the uh, today's currency is speed, we've got to do that. But, uh, yeah, we definitely want to prime the pump, let people know that they're valued, their contribution is massively valued. And uh, not every idea from even a CEO or the owner of the organization is going to get their, their ideas implemented. You know, and, yeah. and so at any rate, well, good. Uh, thanks, Brad. As usual, it's always fun doing these podcasts together. And um, for all the listeners, uh, this podcast idea came from a team member uh, on the Go Engineer team. And so, you know, wherever you're from, uh, if you have a, a podcast uh, idea that you'd like Brad and I to talk about, uh, don't be shy. Feel free to shoot us an email. My email is uh, phil at mydlackmanagement.com. And Brad? Mine is B Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, at GoEngineer.com. All right. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Management Insights Podcast with Phil Meidlack, Executive Coach, and Brad Hansen, CEO of Go Engineer. 
check out the complete list of Management Insight podcasts. And if you have a topic you'd like Phil and Brad to address, email your suggestion to phil at mydlacmanagement.com. That's phil at m-y-d-l-a-c-h management.com. Management Insights, helping leaders and teams break through to the next level.